Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Camp Time is Real Time. I'm your host, Sarah Labreck, and this week we have something a little bit different. This week we are talking about the early 90s, just all of it at camp, and we've got a whole panel of former counselors, including Tom, to talk about that. We've got Bill Danner, we've got Susie Krause, Todd Ferris, we've got Tom, we've got Kelly and Eric and Shannon Delaney all on this call. So we went through all of the things that, you know, anyone who was there in the early 90s would say made that the best era of camp. And this was a lot, a lot of fun because people would remember things that others had forgotten. It was great. So uh, you're going to like this one. And if you weren't at camp in the early 90s, why don't you get your friends together and let's do a podcast about your era of camp. And you tell you tell us why it was the best. So think about that. Send me an email, camptimefcdc at gmail.com or uh, over on Instagram, camptime underscore real time. And that'll be one wonderful. But for today, you're really going to enjoy this one. Uh, it was a blast to do. It was great. Everyone catching up. And I hope to have more of these. Enjoy your January, guys. We are slowly but surely getting to the summer. Talk to you next week. Bye. I'm going to start with you, Bill. Uh, not to put you on the spot, but I'm going to put you on the spot. So when, when we first talked about it, um, and I was like, let's do this eras thing. You were like nineties, like late eighties, early nineties. What, um, what like jumps out at you when you think of camp and this being the best time period? Yeah, I mean, I would have to throw the late eighties into it because it just led right into it. But I think, um, <clears throat> you know, my, my thought of the late eighties, I, I immediately go to Zeph and Jerry which I'm sure you do too, Todd, you know, when you think about that. Um, the videos they were doing were so funny. They just, they, they, were, they were running the camp besides Tom and Gail. You, know, you had Tom and Gail doing their thing, and then you had Zeph and Jerry that were just running the, the artsy part of camp. Um, and Jerry was just hilarious in, in Sing. You know, the things he, he would, he would dominate half of Sing with just doing an ep, the, the, the um, Dear Elijah, do you remember that, Tom? When he would no. sing, there's a hole in the bucket. You know, I remember that. And Jerry remember, would just be. I remember Jerry and his antics very well, that's for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, certainly that late 80s feel, you know, that carried into the 90s that set the, set the tone on the sense of humor. So those guys, because we touched on, on those guys a little bit, I think when we talked or at some point, but. The like being a video counselor carries with it. You don't know it at the time, but it's like, oh, you're you're in charge of like the one thing that will be like a, a a keepsake of the year. And they started with their from their point of view, and then that trickled into all of the video counselors after that. I think, and that was like yeah. that was like you, Bill, like up through the line, right? Yeah, the format w was created there, like with this a couple of a couple of skits a couple of music videos and then maybe you know but you know tommy and i just grabbed that format from the late 80s and put it on ours right um that would that had disappeared during that carl era 
but I just brought that right back. That just made sense to me to do it that way, to have the breakdown each week basically the same. Bill, it's interesting you say the Carl era. That was one year. I was going to say, wasn't that a one-year era? I think it was two, Tom. Uh, I don't believe so. I think he was a one and dunner. Okay. <laughs> I remember Carl asking our tribe, we must have been... I don't think we were explorers, but we were older, just being like, all right, we're going to storyboard some ideas. And we were like, what? <laughs> we're not. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, you never had anything going on. Yeah. It's like I had told you before, like most of those videos were just the kids turning off and on the lights to create a strobe effect and loud music. And they would be jumping around yes. and the videos would go on for 30, 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Who were some of the other uh, the other greats that you think of when you think of this uh, this time period? Anyway, John, feel free to talk. Of course, John Pinciaki. Yeah, yeah, that was Obviously. that was Wayne. Yeah, he was in his late teens, early twenties, but he set the bar high for, yeah. for even then. You know, I know he even got greater later, but 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 even at that age. He just had the best sense of humor and the best understanding of what camp was about. Yeah. And then with John, I always picture Kelly Flynn. I feel like they were together all the time, right? Until Kelly Park came along, right? Yeah, my, my memory goes right to the three Kellys, Kelly, Kelly, and Kelly. That's right. Yeah, From who were all his servants. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All spelled differently too, right? I E E Y Y and I E, right? Yeah. Now, who was the I E guy? Cassidy. 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 Oh, yeah. Kelly Cassidy. By the way, I spotted her in those. Those were great pictures you sent today, Sarah. Yeah. Uh, I pretty much figured oh, yeah. they were ninety-one and ninety-two, I think. But uh, seeing Kelly Cassidy and both of those and a few other folks that we haven't mentioned yet, Kelly was a great counselor. Was she a Was she a camper too? I don't think so. She lived in uh, Bellingham. Um, she might have been at the end, maybe as an older camper. Do you know what area she she did, Sarah? Yeah, she did camp communications and yeah. theater. Right, camp communications. Do, do you remember, I, I don't know if you guys recall this, Kelly, you probably do. They One of the activities they used to do in camp communications was to make a mixtape to play at Free Swim. So oh, yeah. during the week, <laughs> They'd say like whatever, bring in your favorite song, and your tribe will, you know, put together a mixtape. And they did a bunch of tribes, and then they play them up at uh, at Free Swim like on Friday, whatever. Yeah. So, like, before music was like widely sanctioned at camp or like, <laughs> respected. it was, uh, and it was cool. And I remember, I remember, I was like, I've got a good song, the Down Easter Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> people will love it <laughs> so they're in the pool and i'm like let's slow it down so uh, uh, it is a good song <laughs> it is a good song it's not yeah it is a good song todd i think you you mentioned you you came here through jerry right yeah jerry and well obviously tom but but yeah, yeah i was friends with, and i in school with jerry and uh john bougie yeah so what? yeah they, they brought me in yeah. And then I feel like didn't didn't last more than a year or two after I started. I think Jerry I think they were camp I don't know if they were campers or they, if they had been counselors for a few years but but shortly after I started they left and then I stayed on for another 5 or 6 years. John Bucci is last year was ahead of Arts and Crafts. 
Yeah. 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 But I think he had come back at that point, Tom. Didn't he leave for a few years too? Right. I think he left. A year or two. Yeah. And I'm not sure he, whether he was a camper or not either. I don't think he was. Having like the perspective of having been there for 30 years, like what is your favorite um, era? Like in general, like putting aside, we're talking about the 90s, but like what's your favorite? <laughs> My husband's going like this. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the '90s probably is my favorite. So, does it? Is it because? Is it because you met your husband? Is it because you had me as a Choctaw? Is that's it, it. It was the Choctaws that I had. Like, that's exactly. what I thought. That's what I thought. Um, no, I. I mean, it. It was it. I mean, I can't. I don't even know if I can pinpoint one thing. It was definitely. I mean, I can't. I, I don't. I don't mean to interrupt. I'm sorry, but I can't imagine like coming from the perspective of being an adult so so kelly tom you guys have that you experience camp from a young age all the way through for generations for decades right so you've got this experience like i i only have the experience as a you know late teen early 20 so for me that was the best because it was that fun era and that time of my life where it's like camp so i can imagine and I'm sorry again that I interrupted, but from yeah. like like for Kelly's perspective, like you're at that young age where you can experience things like going out and partying in the woods, you know, and doing right. new trips or whatever. Which, right? If I think back, if I'm if I'm at camp now, it would be like I listen to the podcast and I think back, like, oh my god, it would be so fun to be there. But now I'm not going on a canoe trip on a Saturday and sleeping in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was super fun when I was 20. It's not happening now. Right. <laughs> so. Well, that's funny you say that because my kids are like, went on the canoe trip. My girls did this year and they're like, mom, you should come with us. I'm like, uh, no, that's a young person's. They're like, you did it though. And I'm like, is there yeah. a bed? <laughs> no. I didn't want to do it then. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only time I've ever gone camping. That's it. It was wow. worth it then, no other time. <laughs> yeah, no, I always found it to be a pain in the ass. You know, we're canoeing out there, and then we're. It wasn't a four-star hotel. For the Billy. tents are falling to the bottom of the ocean, the <laughs> bottom of the lake. But we made it. No matter what happens when you're in a tent, you wake up soaking wet. I mean, it can be the driest <laughs> night ever. You're still soaked. Tom, to what extent did you know about the that camping trip going on? Like, because was Sam going on it too? The not for Sam was too young for the first ones. I knew about it because I had to drop Sam off there on the edge of the island. Todd, didn't you have a canoe? Yeah, we, we brought our own canoes. Yeah, we brought I brought mine, you brought yep. yours. And that's why we say that's why when Bill talks about the tent poles falling in, is because you put nine people in one canoe and we're like, oh, eight of us are lifeguards. We all know how to swim. <laughs> and we all had to swim because the canoe tipped. Shannon, do you remember? We did borrow them later. I remember Gail was involved. She would let us. Yeah. Use oh, she, she did. did. She, oh, yeah. Yeah. We didn't do that. Just take them. Well, that's good. I'm happy that um, that there's a uh, most of the people on this call are members of like that, or some of you guys are members of that original like starting that tradition, which is still going strong. I think it's been going for just about every year. I think like breaks here and there, but like yeah, they went. Yeah, out. it hasn't. I don't think it happened the last four or five years. Yeah. And I think this was the first year it happened again in a few years. 
So what did you guys think, um, like when, when you, you know, you come back, if you'd been there the year before, you come back and there were these new people, was it like a, was it a, an instant, like, okay, like this person is in, like, this is, you're now part of our crew, or did it take a little while? Because I just, I just recall like legendary counselors, like when someone would leave, it was like, oh, that's such a bummer. But then we get these like amazing people to, to step in that it was just like, oh yeah, like you're, you're part of the crew. Like I, something, something about the personalities of the people who were there and the people who were coming in. I don't know if it's that you guys knew each other, like from school, from outside or what, but. Sure. There's some people that just came in and clicked right away. And I would put Shannon in that category. Yeah. You know, Shannon was somebody that everybody loved right away. You know, certain people like, you know, maybe didn't last at camp because maybe camp wasn't their thing. But but I think that the people that that kind of had that, you know, the thing that everyone talks about, whatever it is that we, none of us can put in words, if you had that, you obviously fit right in and you were just part of the part of the crew instantly and and because that's what, what I think brought us all together, right? I think the best example of that is Dave Kelleher. No question. I was just going to oh, say absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> um, when Dave, Dave came in, yeah. I think everybody was just like enthralled with him. Yeah. You know, because he was just, he was different, but he was funny and he was, yeah, the, and he, and yeah. perfect blend. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you didn't know what to make. But he was Dave. still, he was quiet, but he still, like, he had the quick wit and. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you were you you were in love with him by the end of the summer. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know that he would fit in right away, Tom, when you met him, because he's quite he's kind of reserved. You know, I, I almost feel like you might have been when you were interviewing him, you might have been like, well, maybe this guy's not the right fit. Because he no, he had that spark in his eyes right away, and he he said funny things even in the interview. It was great. Yeah. Do Do you know it's so perfect that the song that he brought to camp, Shaving Cream, kind <laughs> of like. <laughs> perfectly encapsulates him right it's just this like kind of song and then you're like whoa <laughs> it's like, that kind of makes sense to me that 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 came from him um and it, and again like that's something that's still going so I, I feel like there are these big traditions that were still going um so do you guys remember when we started doing the beatles happy birthday as a song I have a memory of being a camper sitting in, in, um, in the tent and I can't remember too. It was, you're not going to believe it. It was two guys from Medfield who were like, Hey, like we want to start doing this song and we, we started doing it. And I can't remember if the -na 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 was the first time or if that evolved separately. And then they like put in, they're like, the stipulation is it's passed down, but it has to go to a, a Medfield, Medfield guy. Yeah. Guy. Boy. Yeah. yeah. Medfield guy. Yeah. I think it might have been uh, Scott Janovich might have started that because he was a big Beatles guy. Okay. Yeah. Might have been Scott. Yeah. And like, I, you can't, you can't separate camp and that song now at all. Yeah. Like, that's like part of the fabric. <clears throat> and I, I just think. It's cool that that was, that was something that was brought, and it's like, yeah, now this is this is something that you think of when you think of camp. So like, like and now, now Whitey's Whitey's part of it now too. That's great. That's right. When did Whitey come? Uh, Gail picked Whitey up at a store. 
and she brought him in and told me, oh, I've got something for you. And then we uh, had a contest to name him and Bonnie picked out the name Whitey because uh, Whitey Bulger was in the news at, at that time. So he's a little white criminal. I was talking to, I think it was Caitlin Pansiaco. She said on the pod, she's like, I always like wish that I could have been a, a camper or a counselor in the nineties. Cause it just seemed like it was kind of like, kind of like the wild west, like anything goes. And, uh, and I was like, well, you're right. Um, but it was like, we were and Tom, like we talked about it a lot. It was like, just kind of like trying things out to see what fit. But like, I think that, yes, it was 30 years ago also. So there's, you know, a lot more leeway, but like, like people were coming in and trying things and like, if it worked, it worked. And if it didn't, we just didn't do it. And we didn't worry about like what may have happened. And I think that, I just feel like this period is where a lot of that stuff happened and a lot of it happened to work really well. And from the mix of the mix of the counselors, the, the, the mix of like the like events that we were talking about, like having that wrestling match in the, in the tent, like doing these like kind of one-off things, like having, having Dave the madman like trudge through the mud because he missed a day to the Woodstock, like having these, these one-off kind of events that aren't counselor competitions, aren't theme days, but just, like, that's what kind of sticks in my mind. And when I talk to my old camp friends about it, like, those are the things that kind of come up. And I mean, after we're just like, oh, like we talk about our favorite counselors, but um, I think that for, for my money, this is the era when most of that stuff was happening. And I don't know, I don't know, Tom, Kelly, if you guys think that, that I'm biased because of the time that, oh. you know. Two things got huge then, Singh did. We always had Singh in some form. The camp got really big and we got the tent um, and then everybody loved it and it became huge. Um, the tent. The other thing was, you know, Bill gave credit to Zeph and Jerry, but Zeph and Jerry's, uh, and Bill Pope used to do videos for us too, but they were in the beginning super eight with no sound. You know, they just put um, music to them. And they wouldn't do them every week either. But I, I, if I could be wrong, but I think Bill and Tom were the first ones that really got into the every week of video. And I think that pulled the camp together and made it more exciting too. When we were, and since, of course, we've been continuing that. But credit to them, you know, uh, the, the 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 equipment got easy. To, well, relatively easy. They still had to carry all that stuff mm -hmm. in their shoulders. But uh, that's when it changed. Um, a big, huge thing, and a lots of video kind of yeah. made it media came to camp, if you will. I, I think you're right about the tent, Tom, because I remember being a camper in Sing, and Sing would be down by the exit over there. The, you know, you know the, 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 and the, the street, yeah. <clears throat> and it didn't have that same dynamic feel. It was a moment where you went over there, and it, but nothing crazy would happen like it did under the tent. Yeah, we could move sing anywhere back then. You know. Yeah. When did the tent go up? Once you got under the tent, it became more of a performance. Yeah. Yeah. Do we know when did the tent go up? Probably the same time, late eighties. Yeah. Okay. Before that, we had it was a tennis. It was an old tennis court, and it had uh, you know the the end walls, and it had a basketball hoop in it basketball too. Basketball hoop, there you. 
and we had like uh, bombardment wars in it, things like that. I feel and like we had, we had that first year without the tent, right? We had it. We were sitting there on the asphalt. Yeah, the sun. Yeah, no rug, no rug the first year. Yeah. I feel like my first year was 1988. I remember being 88, and I remember hearing there was never never a tent before, and I remember being on asphalt with right. no rug. So I feel like I don't remember a lot from <laughs> of of all of that far back, but I think you remember that. Yeah. yeah, we weren't big on human rights. <laughs> <laughs> no, sit yeah, here the and bench, make the, the sun. benches they brought in for the 50th reunion were fabulous. <laughs> So how many of you guys uh, drove campers to camp? And do you have any like uh, stories from that? Because I think that was like a very, also very cool part of camp because it is a new perspective for the campers and help you. Help My you kids know. had to be trained to sneak up with me because I was always late or <laughs> sneak down. <laughs> Wait, I drove you. You were never late when I when I drove you, though, right? No, no, we were punctual when you did it. Exactly. But then when I got <laughs> in control, things went very poorly. And uh, so I would pick up these kids in Hollis, and I forget their names now. But I wouldn't even be at their house till like eight thirty-five. <laughs> you know? I'd be flying over to camp, and sometimes I would park up at Gail's house and walk them down. You know that that late because i would be so late but but these kids were trained well to not turn me <laughs> i know i'd like to bring it back because my kids would really like a ride to and camp so if there's anything we can do about that now that would be lovely <laughs> she did away with it again similar to overnights it was an insurance thing oh yeah liability what could have what might happen uh that was the only reason for i didn't mind doing it in fact, Todd, if I remember, I think you had the biggest route of all for a few years. Didn't you, you bring a bus? A whole bus. Yeah, it was big bus. It was awesome. I, I can't confirm or deny. I don't know what other people's routes were, but yes, I remember leaving my house very early, yes. going through Medfield, Holliston, Hopkins. Yeah. <laughs> I remember you just to, because you were coming from there. You, you used to have six to seven or eight kids, and I did it have was a very it was you great They had to the double profitable. buckle. They were double buckling. That is least, not allowed. At least he was getting paid. I was the dope sitting next to him, you know, <laughs> <laughs> in the car for the ride for an hour. I loved it. It was it was an easy way to make extra money. Yeah, I liked yeah. it. Yeah, and to learn and new routes to camp. That was helpful too. Yeah. And it certainly decreased the traffic. I mean, some of the traffic problems they have now are certainly because there's no carpooling going on. I guess Susie and Todd, or maybe, did you get campers your first year, like brand new to camp? They're like, yeah, you seem like- Yeah. 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 And I never had a great car. I already had a piece of crap. <laughs> so I'm surprised that parents would actually give their kid to me. <laughs> you know? I would drive other counselors from Medfield too. Um, so yeah, Hannah. you always had to charge them less, right, Bill? You got a you got a bargain. I, I had to sit there for an hour and a half while you picked up Cobble's route. You're taking up a profitable spot in my car. I think I, I think it was half price. <laughs> yeah, we didn't collect from counselors, so whatever you got for driving a counselor was on yeah, private right. deal. <laughs> was oh, Billy, you took up a seat. 
I think my I'm trying to think. My first year, I rode with somebody because I didn't I didn't have my license my first year. But then you were then, in the car with me. So was, if I remember that car, it was I was the only camper in that car, and it was you, John Pansiaco, Jerry. And so John was John was driving. Yeah. Hey, hey, Bill. What were some yeah. of your favorite personal favorite uh, videos you and Tommy did back in the day? I, I, you know, Sarah asked me that question when I was on, and one of my personal favorite that we did was the one with the, uh, the turtle that was based on Free Willy. Oh remember yeah, yeah. I don't remember a lot of the videos that are talked about. I remember that video. Yeah, I, it, that one just came together perfectly the way that it was done, and um, you know, at the end with that with that turtle flying over that kid's head, the music matching perfectly. I, I don't I would love to see it again because it was it was really w well done and then there was a dream sequence that Tommy had done up and it actually looked like this it had like groups of images and it was this panicky dream that the kid had and the and but Tom you were in it and you were like scaring him and it was just it was very well put together that video that was that was a good one I think that we just were so lucky that it was you and and Tom doing video at that point because it's one of those things that kind of set the bar and it was like, okay, video is going like, this is what the videos are going to look like. And like, we were so lucky to have, honestly, to have Tom Gomet who knew what he was doing. Right. Editing them. And like, and then your ideas, like it just made it. So it was like, oh, if you're going to be in video, like this is like a staple of camp and like that's continued. And everyone who's yeah. been there since then, like understands the responsibility. And having having Tommy was such an advantage for me, the the funny guy, right? Like, because anybody that was before me or after me in video could have done the, the same type of stuff, you know, come up with the wacky idea and then play the role and get the kids going, you know, but but having Tommy was the advantage. A little history on it. Uh, that whole thing really got big because Gail was very into video for the town of Franklin. She was on the she was on the town council for a number of years, a, a ran for office, and she videotaped uh, a lot of the stuff in the town. And so she had a lot of equipment in that little front office of hers up near the house. So she was uh, very excited to get video going in a big way. And she was, you know, funding it as she funded everything. And uh, But then it became a love-hate for her. And I say this with all love for her because she's the reason we're all here right now. But she would come to me and, for example, and this, everybody, why is Billy in so many of the videos? <laughs> I said, because he just needs to be Gail. Oh, okay. And then on Friday afternoons, if you remember, Bill, the, the, the stress of the poor gal, because the parents were starting to come in and we're running videos down in the stable and we'd see her coming down to see if the video was almost over. And right. everybody would run, um, <laughs> what I want, run, uh, get her in conversation so she wouldn't get all the way down to the barn, <laughs> including me, so we could finish the videos. Because she would often, not often, but occasionally, over the time of the entire camp, she would stop a video to get us out there ready to go home. Right. So she loved video, but it scared the bejesus out of her every Friday afternoon. <laughs> Did it have to you know, be approved it, by Gail? Like, how did that happen? Uh, that happened uh, after a couple. 
did you used to take it to the she didn't see it up front she saw it after right phil back in those days yeah she would take it and watch it over the weekend oh yeah yeah and then we did uh, the thing when you burned the uh, beaver up and some of those uh <laughs> through, through the beaver and the fire was that you yes yes <laughs> <laughs> she started wanting to see them before friday but she loved them don't get me wrong she loved them but she did she did did have a little um it was on top of them more after a while and not just you know, everybody everybody passed that too no, I, I mean i used to have the same conversations with her and the thing that she never you know that she wouldn't understand about of me i didn't have any patience for campers you know so when, when it came time to putting together the video i would just want it to get done and so i'd either put myself or other counselors in it you know and the campers i would just have in like minor roles behind it for the most part because um i didn't want them in it. It worked. getting back to in our area it was more about us having fun right. <laughs> had to be when he was playing in the middle of the street with the car because that was my favorite video of all time what no, not to do I think with that the was sarah and you mean the uh, state inspector out in the middle of the road that wasn't bill no, when Bill was literally sitting in the middle of the road with Oh yeah. <laughs> I about that one. Yeah. What yeah, campers shouldn't that. do. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. It was like funniest thing in the world. Do's, do's and don'ts. And I was sitting no. off the yellow line of, out in the road. You were also the first video counselor, I believe, that was uh being filmed in other lo local eateries during camp, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we took it into Taco Bell. Yes. Do documented yeah. the entire trip, as I recall, from going yeah. out the wrong way all the way down <laughs> to Taco Bell and back. And she would say, Tom, did you know about this? Did you know that he left camp? Oh, yes, I didn't know. But <laughs> yeah, he, he ran it by me, Gail. It's, it's okay. He got back in time for his next you know, class. One of, the, one of the best parts about watching the video on Fridays and I don't believe it's still there right now, is if you could get down to the stables in time, um, grabbing a seat on top of that piano, there were like three slots right near that, yeah. that big TV. That was like, if you could do that, you it was, it was a certain status level. Um, and it was, boy, was it nice. But I think, Sarah, you actually pushed people off that piano to get up there at times. I would never. I would never. <laughs> I, I, I also remember, uh, um, I think it was uh, 1994, one of the videos, and this is the one that, there are two Dave Matthews songs on it, as I recall, Ants Marching and um, What Would You Say? And then there was a Blues Traveler song, and I forget I think it was one of the Dave Matthews songs, but I was standing next to you, Susie, and you go, you nudge me and go, I'll sing along if you sing along. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and it was like, it was just one of those things that like is a silly camp memory. But for me, then I was like, boom, this is one of my favorite songs forever. Like, this is a memory I'm always gonna have. And that was, th that was 30 years ago. And that like, that's one of the reasons that I'm like, yeah, nineties, the best, the absolute best. The piano stayed till about 10 years ago. Then it went back into another room. We were worried it was going to tip over on the campers. No, that seems fair. It would almost tip over as you were climbing up on it. I remember yes. like that. As you got to the, to the top, it would kind of come back. 
Was that also when we switched from a, a relatively small TV to that the big TV that we have now? Yeah, I was shocked. I was shocked when she bought that. I remember we came in that summer and there was just this 72 inch television sitting down there and it was enormous. And you know she must have spent a fortune on it because that that size television at that time right. was expensive. Oh, the uh, the other thing we used to do in the nineties too. I forget this. This was when rainy days when we'd have rainy days and like it was like all right we're we're gonna put on a movie and you'd split yeah. the stables in half and the younger kids on one side, older kids on another with like the twenty seven inch TV and it's like we're watching Air Bud. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I don't even remember what else we would do those days, like those all day rain days. This was before before that session that we had nine out of ten days of rain. Mm. And before the like the thunder and lightning crew with all of the um the activities we were gonna do if it rained, but like I don't I don't we would usually do some kind of a a show in the stables in the morning. Yeah pick out of a hat and your group had to put some kind of a show together. A oh, talent that's show. Right. Gong show. We used to do the gong show when it was big. Yeah. That was fun. And then the movies in the afternoon. Everybody was ready to go home at the end of the day, I'll tell you. I think those were some of the best days when I look back. We still had to go swimming. Kelly, we were freezing and we still had to go swimming. Everyone's going in the water. Everyone's going in the water. <laughs> We'd be dressed in sweatsuits. She'd be like, take those sweatsuits off. Everyone's going in the water. Oh, oh. there's the voice, like Bill. It sounds just like her. There's the voice. I can't see her, but I can hear her. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the reason that the, that the 80s and the 90s were the best era is because we could do so much stuff that we can't do anymore. <laughs> right? I mean, you just there's certain things that like we, wait, we can't send a bunch of campers out hunting for for counselors with no counselor supervision. We can't stay overnight. Like we can't do all these things that now you're like, wait a minute, no, we can't do that. But we did it. We got away with it. Yeah, you're and right. You that could was push some the, of the best fun. Push, you could push the envelope with humor, you know, right to the edge of where the campers might not know what's going on and might where they might where they would. And, and I don't think that they would go there now. Right. Although I'm still a little shocked with probably the most shocking thing. And I think Bill, Bill, you and I were talking about this at the reunion thing was how are we still talking about the cat came back? Like there, there are some pretty horrific things. And how, how yeah. is that not traumatic to children talking about yeah. a nuclear invasion, killing the a cat and the cat still comes back. We're shooting the cat or I mean, like all these horrible things are happening to the cat, but right. yeah, we can talk about it with, with all these children. Yeah. But now it's like, all that stuff that we did is now kind of like the legend, right? So it's like, oh, I heard that they used to do this back in the day or like the overnights, that's why we do the, well, maybe they don't know, a lot of them don't, but like, that's why we do the camping trip. And it just kind of laid the foundation for the direction of camp. So um, that's that's why I think like the, the era was awesome. Like. Like catching, we talk. I talked about it. A, I talk about it a lot. It, catching turtles and boating, like that was a huge deal. It was a lot of fun for us. And and when I talk to the kids who are there now, and they're like, "Oh, we're not allowed to catch turtles." I'm like, "Oh, it makes a ton of sense." You like, catch turtles do it. it was awesome. So like, but it's just like it's it kind of gives layers and layers of depth to camp of like what used to be, what's been built off of it, and 
you know, what we can never do again. So I have a question for Kelly. You, I know you guys brought oatmeal back this year as part of the 50. Um, did the counselors go in the uh, mine brook afterwards to get it off? Yeah. Because uh, most of the counselors would go jump in the, right. the right. brook. And a few would stay in the cold stop, but it took so long to get it off you. Yeah, I don't think they went into the river. Because we had a few hoses down there. River was super low, though, this year, right? You get stuck in yeah, there. It was low. What was the best part about working at camp in the early 90s? Meeting your wife aside. <laughs> yeah. uh, They're number one. Just and then number the two, chop us. But yeah. Tired of waking up, Eric. Uh, the best part, just hanging out with friends, you know? I mean, that was it. Um, you know, had a bunch of good friends that worked there and just being with them, you know, every day with, with no, uh, no responsibilities like school, you know, just, just having fun the whole time. Um, and, and that was really it, you know, and then, you know, I mean, you had to work, but it was, you know, it was fun, you know, no tests, nothing like that. The cookouts, those weren't tests, you know. <laughs> Skits, those weren't tests. They weren't that uh, fun. You know? they're, they're pretty stressful, but um, it was just, you know, being with everybody. I, whenever someone's, I always say, oh, I talk about FCDC with, you know, trying to get my my friends, my kids' friends going like, oh, where are your kids go to school, camp in the summer? Like, FCDC, it's the best. I was a counselor there. I never said I worked there because it wasn't really working. And I just realized I've never said I worked there. I'm like, oh, I was a counselor there. Never said it was a job. Never said anything like that. I, was I do remember at uh, orientation when we'd fill out our, our W-4s and they'd be like, just spread exempt. <laughs> You're not, don't worry about You're it. You're not going to make them up. It's not going to be an issue. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, okay. <laughs> it is true though. I mean, with it's not even close the best job ever it's not even close like it's oh, yeah. the best experience you can ever have by a country mile and and it's just like something about like those 30 days it's it's all encapsulating and that like that's it and it's fun and you're working and you're apparently making an impact on kids and it's it's great but it it doesn't feel like work and uh, that's that's probably yeah, I mean, it, it changes everything about who you are up to that point. You know, like, I remember Todd and I were talking about this in the regards of just even being able to do the, anything career wise afterwards, the, the, you know, the camp aspect of that changed what I was able to do. And then I was thinking about it today because I was thinking about this topic. So like even just the relationship that I have with Stacy, you know, like I probably couldn't have had that without the camp experience because I may, may never have come out of my shell and that she would have eaten me alive. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, she already does that. She does. But imagine how much worse it could have been. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, Tom, when did you like, did you feel a certain, because we're obviously all like a little bit biased toward this time period. Could you tell things were kind of working now 
or like was there like I know we, we talked about it a little bit but like for my memory like this is where things really started to click and like foundations were laid and things got that sent out could you feel that in the moment or like shortly thereafter or or is that for a different era uh in fairness to all the eras I'd have to say it was a continual process my greatest joy looking back now of this experience was orchestrating the staff, putting a staff together. Like I can look at you guys and know why each of you um, was on, were on the staff. Sarah, you grew up as a camper and you absolutely loved everything. Todd, I knew from school having him as a student and I knew what a solid kid he was and where he came from and I felt he needed camp to bring him out. Bill I had in school, didn't know him that well, uh, but uh, grew up at camp, loved his sense of humor, saw it when he was a child. Um, Susie I coached and I loved her sense of humor and a quick wit and her comments and being on the same team as Stacy, it was like, wow, you know, uh, these two girls drove me crazy, but I loved every minute of it. Her sister was already at, on camp on staff, and I said, I've got to get Susie here too. Kelly, um, I didn't know, was an interview, but we had we were close family friends with another family that went to school with Kelly, and this girl who was Kelly's friend, great friend at the time, um, said, Oh, absolutely, you got to, she's great, you got to have her at camp. So there were reasons, and I did that with everybody. That's my greatest joy. Oh, and Shannon, I can't see Shannon's face. Sorry, Shannon. But um, uh, Shannon did did come from connections. Uh, I coached against her aunt. That was just that's just here. But trying to orchestrate the staff was the key. And if I had the right people who had the spark in their eye and the and the they laughed the right way, as far as I was concerned, and enjoyed. Um, a little sarcastic humor, but love people. That was it. So gradually over the years, it got better. I got better and better and better at getting it together. So yes, the early nineties were an incredible breakthrough with those other things we've talked about. But I think talking to Sarah in one of my um, talks, I, I really felt uh, until the last few years I was uh, uh, there, I was still, it was still a work in progress. Uh, and every year, and I, I believe Sam probably feels the same way now, I would feel this was the best staff we ever had. And Gail would come up to me at the end of the year and go, this is the best staff we ever had. I'm sure Kelly's heard her say that many times too. This is the best staff. So long-winded answer to say every era was great. But your era that we're talking about here was when we started to kick in with a lot of different things and it stepped up with camp population. And so um, it, it was very exciting in many ways. Well, I, I think there, there's better staffs as far as going with, you know, for the kids and that, than, than we were, you know? No, we, I, I don't think for yourself. Bill. Yeah, I, I think that every staff was different, but every staff yeah. was magnificent in its own way. Sure. Um, 
and the summers were great and everybody worked so hard to make it work. Yeah. Whether it was uh, weather issues like this year, uh, who's there still? Just Kelly. But you had to go through this drought this summer. I never had to go through a whole summer of heat like that. Did we go through other, you know, what, what we talked about this, Sarah, nine days of rain on one session out of 10? But boy, did that make us a great staff. So the staff was the key to everything. The staff grew every summer. And by the end of the summer, it was absolutely a wonderful. And so that's what we say, the best staff ever. This is SCDC. We're, we're all great and no one's getting booed and we're all getting applause and we were all the best. Every year, we were the best. We were the best. Darn and right. it continues. Yeah. It's not a contest, by the way. But it's, but it's also like when, when someone great would leave, Right. So like, for example, like when John Pantiaco left for the first time in, in 93 or Late something, 90s. 93, yeah. like everyone else stepped up. It was like, how are we ever going to fill that gap? But we did. Right. Like, look at the counselors that that were there in the early 90s. It's like it's a just a number of all stars. And you get these brand new people like like the madman, like like the Krauss sisters, like Kelly, like Todd, like you get these people, you're like, oh, how did camp ever exist without them? And it's just like it I think that maybe, maybe for me it was just noticing it at that point. Cause I did, I I love camp. I was very aware of what was happening. But but you know, it takes a day to be like, oh, okay, my favorite counselors aren't here anymore. And then by the second day, you're like, oh, this is great though. Like we've got someone to, to fill it in. So um, I think that the existing counselors really uh, had welcomed the new counselors with open arms. They, they made them feel at home right away. I'm talking mostly heads that came in now, not kids that grew up into the assistant roles, but they would feel very comfortable right away. And then everything they had, they would pour right out thinking it was, wow, this is place is great. I don't know how long I'm going to be here but I am really going to contribute to this camp. And that's what they all did. And then they became integral parts of camp instantly. So, so it all always comes back to the staff, right? Like, always. like, yeah. So I guess that that's actually the, the whole thing. Always the staff, yeah. yeah. I want to say one thing, one thing, and, and I haven't been working there, you know, in 25 years or whatever it was. Um, but actually, no, you came back a couple of times. Yeah. But, I think one of the things um, is that there was no social media, no internet when we were there during that time. So you didn't have to worry about, um, you know, things getting, getting out of camp, so to speak. You know, um, it allowed you to, I think, to be even more of yourself um, back, you know, back in the day. And you didn't have to worry about, you know, you know, people outside of camp, you know, seeing something that they may not approve of or, you know, your friends from high school, you know, that were like, why are you doing that? Eric, that's an excellent point. I never even thought of that. You know, the, the idea that, you know, some of the things that we might have done on a Friday, maybe I would have been hesitant, more hesitant to do it, knowing that somebody might take a picture of me and put it on Facebook. Yeah. And call. it must be tough now for the, for the counselors to, yeah. Or I guess not really, because no, I it's know. their everyday life. Right. People have been dealing with that stuff for, you know, Facebook for 20 years. So they're used to it. Yeah, now, but that but... judgment free zone doesn't really exist with with social media. Yeah. 
it's wonderful that FCD still, still exists in this era. And it's a place where people can send their kids and still get this marvelous experience in this so much negativity in this world that we still offer that. Uh, it, it's rare. It's wonderful. Do you think that there's anyone that has stumbled onto this that isn't part of camp? <laughs> that like listens to it? I think there probably is. <laughs> They'd only listen to it for a minute. <laughs> what is this? <laughs>